there are a great many important stories that are playing out that will have dire consequences for the American people, for the peace of the world, from Israel to Ukraine, across the broader Middle East, and of course, here at home. There are many stories to choose from when you are trying to compile a list of what is the most important thing happening today in the United States. I want to show you what I believe is the most important event that played out yesterday. These are the most important words that were spoken in the United States yesterday. And the words that I'm about to show you are not self-pitying words. They are justified and they are accurate and they describe an appalling and absolutely intolerable situation for any American citizen. Hunter Biden is first and foremost not the president's son. Hunter Biden is an American citizen who is being persecuted and hunted by elements of the American government as a means to hurt his father, the president of the United States. Let me be direct. Hunter Biden doesn't owe you or me or anybody in the United States House of Representatives an apology for anything. Hunter Biden's failures in life, his addictions, his shames, are between him and the people he loved and the people he hurt. He will spend likely the rest of his life dealing with those issues. And his family, like all families who deal with pain, which is something that unites every family, everywhere, will find their way through it. The issue at hand is the hunting of an American citizen by American politicians in a campaign of personal destruction that puts the McCarthy era to absolute shame. Think about Hunter Biden through this prism. Would you be strong enough to endure the harassment, the hounding, the smearing every day when you get up and you try to take your first step forward, you try to rebuild and you are smothered, suffocated and strangled by reputational attacks which have, at this point, no basis in reality whatsoever, other than images and pictures of the lowest moments of an addicted man's life, which are fetishized and cruelly celebrated on the floor of the House of Representatives 
by such unworthy people as Marjorie Taylor Greene. Despicable does not begin to describe it. Now, there have been several impeachments in my lifetime. The first was President Bill Clinton. It was, in the end, one of the most incandescent acts of hypocrisy in American history, orchestrated by two men, Ken Starr and Newt Gingrich, both having their own affairs with staffers. Two impeachments against Donald Trump. One, for shaking down the government of Ukraine, and two, for inciting a deadly insurrection that sought to overturn the 2020 election and led to the desecration by thousands of the U.S. House of Representatives in the U.S. Senate. And now, President Biden is set to be impeached. Over what, you may ask? Nothing. The Furbile imaginations of Republican members like Chairman Comer, who work for a man that believes people and dinosaurs walked around together just 6,000 years ago when the earth was created. He's a man who believes anything, anything, or chooses to believe anything so long as it brings him what he craves most, power. And in the end, that's what this is about. It's a form of war being waged by an extremist movement and nobody in America is safe from it. What the Republicans have done to Hunter Biden goes beyond a grotesque public bullying campaign. What the Republicans have succeeded in doing is orchestrating the prosecution with political pressure in the name of fairness of somebody who's being prosecuted for charges that there seems to be no other person in the entire country of 340 million people that is ever similarly charged for the same type of conduct. Why is that? How is that? And the answer to that question is the corruption of the Justice Department because senior lawyers in it are putting their fingers on the scale, trying to feel the winds. How will the politics play out? If there are 92 criminal felony counts against Donald Trump, then how many should there be against somebody named Biden is not how justice works in America. Prosecution of Hunter Biden is shameful, but it is not nearly, nearly as shameful as the political persecution of the president's son. And every father and every mother and every brother and sister and friend should be appalled by it, regardless of your politics, should be appalled by the cruelty of it. There are 
millions of American families who have a family member who has suffered from addiction and are suffering from addiction. Those lives are not disposable. Those lives have purpose and meaning. And the point of recovery is to recover. It is to find your way back to life. And the courage that that must take is extraordinary. And in a time of profound cowardice, it should not just be recognized, but it should be celebrated. And when somebody with courage is hunted by a coward in pursuit of nothing but the nihilistic goal of destruction, it must be addressed. What is it that extremist MAGA Republicans want of Hunter Biden? A relapse into drug use? Suicide? What does victory look like in their pernicious and cruel game? What is playing out is a harbinger of the season of retribution and revenge. You want to see a tough customer on TV? Take a look at Hunter Biden. Here I am. Good for you. Fight back. And for all of you, if they can do this to the president's son, they can do it to anyone. There is something terrible happening in Washington, D.C., in the United States Congress that every American should know about and every American should care about because the actions of radical and extreme members will make our children's world profoundly more dangerous. It will increase the chances dramatically that America's young men and women will die in a European country fighting Russians in the 21st century. Should that ever happen, it can be remembered as the most unnecessary war that has ever been. Right now in Washington, extremist politicians working in concert with extremists from foreign governments are seeking to throttle and choke off military funding to the Ukrainian people, to the Ukrainian nation, so that they may survive Russian aggression. Let's be clear about something. There is a deadly war underway that was started by the Russian Federation on the direct orders of Vladimir Putin. This is a criminal war, an illegal war, and there are thousands and thousands of incidents of documented war crimes, of barbarity, the rape of women and girls, 
sexual violence, murder, and the kidnapping of tens of thousands of Ukrainian children who have been taken east, their whereabouts completely unknown. Ukraine has been invaded in the 21st century by a far more powerful nation in contravention of every international law that there is. It is a war of naked aggression, and it is intolerable. The United States also has moral and political obligations that should be stated clearly. In 1991, when Ukraine became fully independent from the tyrannical and totalitarian Soviet Union, guarantees were made to Ukraine so that she would give up her nuclear armaments. In return, the United States guaranteed a commitment to Ukraine's sustained sovereignty. In the real world, the fickleness of the American attention span can be a deadly thing. Not long ago, President Zelensky was cheered as a global hero in the United States Congress, a symbol of resistance of a brave people fighting a superior foe. All they asked for were the armaments to do so. And the free world responded. But now the free world is growing tired. Fascistic Senator J.D. Vance from the state of Ohio said this, we've already given the Ukrainians $100 billion. If they're going to get another 60 billion, what result will be different than what happened with the first 100 billion? Well, I can answer the question for him and rebut the absurd premise of the argument. The $160 billion has kept NATO, has kept the West out of a Russian war of aggression by making sure that war is fought inside of Ukraine. There is a simple truth, and this is not rocket science, and any official who cannot understand this should be questioned if they suffer from an adelman that blocks the digestion of history, that impedes the absorption of fact, that diminishes the ability to summon common sense. The Russian war cannot expand outside of Ukraine so long as Russia is losing the war in Ukraine. But the second the Russians win in Ukraine, the war will expand outside of Ukraine. And the places where it will expand to next include NATO territory. Now, Donald Trump's campaign has promised that among the first things that he does besides seeking retribution and declaring himself a dictator on day one, is to withdraw America from the most successful military alliance in world history. That alliance 
has kept the peace in Europe after the deadliest war in all of human history that saw the greatest acts of barbarism and man's inhumanity to man in all of history. A withdrawal from Europe will guarantee European war and the destruction once again of some of the greatest cities of the world under missiles and drones and artillery and guns because of the aggression of one man, of Vladimir Putin, who can still be stopped. The Heritage Foundation was once a great conservative think tank. Today, it has become an arm of the conspiracy to destroy the government of the United States and a Trump second term. The Heritage Foundation is deeply involved in the project to fundamentally disassemble America's democracy. And now alongside with agents of Viktor Orban's Hungary, an authoritarianist state in Central Europe, though a NATO ally and an EU member sided with Nazi Germany in the Second World War and with the German Empire in the First, and is increasingly hostile and antithetical to Western values, including pluralism and democracy. Just a year ago, Viktor Orban gave a speech where he summoned the words of Hitler himself. Viktor Orban is no friend of the West and no friend of democracy, but he does have a Putin fetish like his friend Donald Trump. Viktor Orban and his agents from Hungary, along with the Heritage Foundation, will be briefing United States senators of the Republican Party, urging them to cut off military funding for Ukraine. There is a conspiracy of extremism that is as historically illiterate and blind as their antecedents, as their predecessors, the America First movement of Charles Lindbergh that preceded the Second World War. Lindbergh tried to end America's draft, which would have devastated America's preparations to fight the Nazi menace. They tried to cut off funding for the United Kingdom. These people have always been wrong. They have stood on the side of segregation domestically and they have stood on the side of appeasement abroad. These dangerous hours deserve rebuttal and response. The United States government must, must fund and arm the Ukrainian military for as long as Ukraine is fighting Russia. And that war may last one year, two years, five years or 10. And the American commitment must be this, whatever it takes to defeat and break the Russian army in Ukraine so that it cannot cause aggression in Europe, that it cannot lure Americans to war, that it does not cause the third world war or a massive casualty war on European soil involving another 
generation of Americans. All over Europe are the cemeteries where America's war dead are buried, armies of liberation. Let us honor them by making sure that there is never another young American that joins them under a white cross or a star of David in a row, an army at rest, facing back home across the ocean they did not return from, like their grandfathers and great-great-grandfathers. Mm -hmm.